0: Welcome to Under Two Capes. I'm Jared. And today, due to the overwhelming support that I got from when we did um, Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League Oscar announcement, I'm going to cover one of the storylines that has, in my mind, been very influential, possibly the most influential comic book in the history of Batman. We're covering The Dark Knight Returns, one of the best storylines of all time, especially concerning Batman. Now, here's the thing. I'm not necessarily going to put the panels on the screen like I normally do because this book, at times, has, like, not safe for work images in here. So I don't want to, like, risk the video game taken down or something like that. So in the interest of that, I'm going to just flip through my book here and then describe you guys what I see so this book was created by Frank Miller he's one of my mind one of the greatest comic book writers of all time and his idea was he wanted to update and modernize the Batman because remember around the time that this was coming out the Batman that we had was the Adam West Batman and as we know the Adam West Batman was not the best version of Batman particularly for light. What is it? Particularly for like acting realistically, if you will. I'm, I'm going to say it that way, but it'll make sense in a second. So what he wanted to do is he wanted to like I guess make Batman more serious because honestly at the end of like Adam West Batman, Batman was a little bit of a joke. So he and so DC hired him and said, okay, got, okay, Frank, do what you do best. Write this book. So what he did is he made a really gritty Batman story. And now in this storyline, it takes place in the future. I believe it's on a different earth, an alternate reality, where Batman's retired for many, many, many years, to the point where Batman's an old man. You open up and there's a race car race. And by the way, they did an animated movie of this, which is like one of the most accurate adaptations from comic book to live to, live action to um, to animated movie of all time. And by the way, this was the chief book that was at least a major source of inspiration for Batman versus Superman. And then I'm gonna do a video defending Batman versus Superman at some point. But anyway, so we start off with the Dark Knight Return. If you have the race car race, there's a wreck and Batman, um, and essentially Batman cr- crashes the car, but he survives then we have this big depiction of the media what i love about this book is that it emphasizes the role the media plays in the society really what frank miller did when he wrote this book is he's using these characters to critique modern society and there was some talking about we haven't seen batman in many 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 um, uh, decades in in 10 years so batman recently retired and i believe that was in somewhat inspired by robin's death in in a, a dark that returns the last crusade because batman was going to retire jason todd thought batman didn't respect him and so he retired so then we have jim gordon he's walking or he's he first has drinks with batman and they reflect on on their partnership and then it was kind of funny is that they bring about how bruce wayne whenever he went to like formal events and they would see him drinking because he's Batman. He can't afford it to get drunk. He would just drink ginger ale. That's how he always avoid it. So then Gordon's walking and then we see him like, actually, is this Gordon? No, I think this is Bruce. So, so Bruce is walking and then we hear in his monologue, he's talking about, uh, about how the city has pretty much gone to hell, fact, he's almost jumped by two members of the mutant gang. Now the mutant gang are this, group of hoodlums that pretty much control Gotham. In reality, Gotham's a failed state, if you will. Continuing on, we have a a Batman reflecting on, like, the murder of his parents because he's in a similar situation. Then we see in the intensive care treatment ward of Arkham Home for the Emotionally Troubled, we see uh, Harvey Dent is, is finally Escaping the Two Face persona, they're taking the bandages off. They have one of the best plastic surgeons, like recreate Harvey Dent's face. And now we have Harvey Dent saying, "Listen, I'd like to make up for my time as Two Face. I've kind of, for lack of a better term, messed the place up. So Harvey endeavors to um, to make the world a better place." And then we have to, uh, Dr. Bartholomew Wolper. He'll be important later in the storyline. He's the mental psychologist that basically argues against the Batman, the media a lot. Now, then Bruce is watching the TV. Uh, uh, actually, no, Bruce is having a nightmare. And then he remembers when, his, when he was chasing a, uh, a rabbit with his parents back in the day, and he fell into like a cave. And then he found the bats. This kind of reflects it reflected in uh, Christopher Nolan's Batman movie. And to a certain extent, BVS, when Bruce falls into that, like he falls into that. What is it? um, That cave. And then uh, Bruce goes into the bat cave. Then we see Alfred still alive. And then we see Harvey Dent apparently has not. Um has not uh, kept to his, um, to his promise because immediately, as soon as he's let out, he goes on a criminal rampage, which then indicates to Bruce he's not really having that big of an effect on Gotham, particularly now that he's retired. So then we have, a, in one of my opinions, one of the best parts of the book, Bruce is sitting in, a, in an armchair watching TV in the same room where he decided to become Batman. And in his head, he's replaying the death of his parents. Remember, he's always blamed himself for the death of his parents. We see the pearls, just like in BVS, the pearls falling. And then we see a bat come crashing through the window. And this is reflective of, in, when the, in like the first appearance of Batman, I believe when they finally gave his origin, it was like he was sitting around unsure what to do because he tried like the whole wear um, ski mask thing and it didn't work out. So he said, I have to, I have to strike fear into people. All right, father, I shall become a bat. So then in Gotham C- city, random crimes are happening. Then all of a sudden these criminals are like torn apart. Everyone's like, what is that who I think it is? It's, you are in for a show tonight, son. Yes, that's it. Dark Knight returns. That's what that's from. And, and uh, ironically, the movie called The Dark Knight Returns. Uh, no, actually, uh, Dark Knight Rises. Because I was very clearly inspired by this book. At least the first half. So next, we have this cabbie that's uh, about to hurt this girl. And then Batman jumps down and tears the dude apart. Then we have Carrie Kelly and her friend. Carrie Kelly is a very important character in this universe. She'll be established later on. They walk into this arcade and they're almost jumped by the mutant gang where so one of the mutants raises up his arm and he gets battering stuck in it. And I'm like, this is so boss. And Batman shows up and just starts going to town. Then we have the media again starting to report that, oh, my gosh, Batman's back or like a bat like creature. So it's this is very much mirroring. All the depictions we have of the first time Batman puts on the suit and actually becomes Batman. There's always like this, these people were attacked by a giant bat creature. So I really like how how Miller, um, in depicting Batman's return, in other words, his return to the role of Batman, he's also kind of mirroring the first appearance of Batman. And I really like how he draws those parallels. That's why I really love this writer. I have all his books, so we're going to... We may cover the entire Dark Knight uh, universe. And then people are like, uh, we know who's calling card this is. And then we get the first appearance of the dope, old blue Batman suit. It'll change later, but this is the suit that that was, like, classic at the time. So th- this was more or less the bat suit that he was wearing at the time of this book's publication, the blue cape and the blue and uh, gray. And honestly, I like the blue and gray a lot for Batman. It looks really, really, I was almost saying distinguished, but that's not what I would describe as Batman. It's very, for me, it's unexpected because you wouldn't expect a bright blue guy to be, like, a ninja. But I kind of, I really like that because it emphasizes... And this is me probably reading too much into the blue, but the fact that it's so bright and what comes to my mind is the idea. And here's the suit again, so you can see, see how bright blue it is. It's a little more bright because of the camera, but still. But the point is that I think that in a way, the way I could justify this if I were Batman is I'm that confident in my ninja abilities and my abilities to strike fear into people. So I am going to put to wear this suit in this color. So Batman uh, does the work for these cops and takes down this, uh, this cop car, the, uh, not cop car, this criminal car, I guess. criminals going to a construction site. Then we get pretty much a sort of recreation of the warehouse scene from Batman versus Superman, which was one of the, like BVS or not, that was one of the greatest Batman moments ever. And that solidified to me that I love this version of Batman so much. And then we get this, the awesome scene. Actually, uh, uh, the even more awesome scene comes later. And then uh, Batman's talking to the cops and he goes, uh, he holds up the coin, the two-faced coin and goes, well, I guess we know who's in charge, who this happened to. I mean, who these guys belong to. I'm just going to grab a drink real quick. Continuing on, we get the first depiction of like a debate going on on TV of whether or not the Batman's like a criminal himself because he's a vigilante, or if he's actually trying to help people. It's kind of cool. The person arguing on the side of superheroes is Lana Lang. Yes, the, the Lana Lang who who um, grew up with Superman, and he he shows up in this book very famously. Then we have this this uh, individual appears clown-like i'm gonna draw this out just so i can really like to know you guys but he seems clown-like then all of a sudden he sees the batman he starts uh smiling again he goes batman then he goes darling i well when i read the joker's lines i'm actually going to try and do a joker voice we'll see if we'll see if i actually sound good so then we have the debate about ba- Batman versus uh, versus basically the people, because what's important to understand is that in this universe there are no superheroes. What I mean by that is that the superheroes have been forced into retirement because we had this parent group of moms that complained that the J- Justice League were not good role models for the kids. I guess because they're uh, they're I guess vigilantes. We have the. The TV debate, which is basically Batman versus the world, I explained that the Justice League basically retired. And then we have Gor- Gordon is being like, really, uh, uh, actually, Gordon's talking to, to um, the criminal that Batman beat up, and the criminal's like, you can't, ex- my client has rights. You have to respect his rights. To- he can't be beaten up by this by this creature, by Batman. And he's like, okay, you're right, he goes free. And then the the lawyer's like, "Wait, you you can't l- let him go. Um, he he could get killed." And then Jim Gordon's basically like, "Not my problem." And he calls Batman, and then he's like, and then he gives him information on the next criminal. And then we see the, the Joker's on TV. Um, not the Joker, the mutant gangs on TV th- threatening uh, Gotham. What else is new? And then we also see, okay, so the mutants uh, of the Two-Face gang, gang uh, kidnapped, yes, they they kidnapped the heiress of this, uh, I think the heiress, is that at this part? I'm, I'm checking real quick. Oh, no, that's later. So the gang kidnapped, um, I believe the gang, is, is it the kidnap? No, it was just, okay, so... Then that same criminal goes to his apartment and is found by Batman who beats him up and basically goes, okay, you're going to bleed out. But if you give me this information, I can get you to a hospital real fast. So you can either live or die. Me, either one's fine with me. Just make a choice. Obviously they are doing this in the information. Then we see Carrie Kelly looking up and she sees the bat signal. And then what's interesting is that uh, it's also a, sort of established in this book and in the movie is that when the bat signals out, it's not just for Batman to know he's needed. It's for the criminals to know he's out there, guys don't do it. Then Batman and Jim Gordon have this conversation about two face. And then we have another um, de- debate between War- Warpole and, I mean, not really warp a debate, but he's like giving his expert medical opinion on the, on basically CNN the Joker is talking to one of his henchmen, and he goes, okay, so I'm going to need these bombs and stuff. And the, the Joker's basically plotting. And then Batman shows up with a sniper rifle, and uh, he's and it turns out so Two-Face is launching an attack on this building. Batman shows up and, and basically saves everyone because Two-Face landed a helicopter with a bomb in it, and he was going to blow it. Then Batman showed up and disarm the bomb, and then took out the helicopter, but not before it it getting shot in the chest, because actually what's kind of interesting, they established here that there's an armor plate in the bat, and that's why he put a bat signal there, because he figured that's where the criminals are gonna aim first. So he figured, let me draw their attention here and put like a lot of body armor here. And then Batman recovers from his fall, swings around, grabs Harvey, Takes him down, and then what's kind of interesting is like, uh, but uh, Harvey had basically, in his psychosis, damaged the other side of his face, so was fully like he's he's basically one face now, I guess. And then Bavin goes, "I see a reflection of hit of me." Then he flies out. That ends book one. There are three books, I believe, in Dark Knight Returns. I hope you guys are enjoying the storyline so far, because so, I certainly am. This is one of my favorite Batman stories of all time. I thoroughly enjoyed reading this for the first time. Not for, 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 for this episode. I had read it earlier, but I really liked it. So anyway, then Jim Gordon is walking. It was kind of funny. This is really... Uh, this is going to be a... This is a really funny part of the story, and I believe... Wait, is this... Oh, we're to up- oh no no! Uh, something really funny happens that, that that um ends up with the media, I believe. So, but about um, Gordon is walking home and then he's attacked by a mutant member. That doesn't help. Then Batman sh- is on the TV. By on the TV, I mean the media is portraying him and like blasting him because he's a vigilante. Then we see Carrie Kelly putting on her Robin outfit. Yes, she becomes Robin in this universe. Then we see the mutants threaten, and then we see that the mutants have kidnapped this kid. This is another BVS moment. So, uh, I love this. Batman just knocks on the the door. They open it, and he just pulls the dude through, and then he he, um, deploys a bat, like an actual bat. It disorients one of the gunners, and the machine gunner shoots his own teammate, Batman breaks through through the, um, through the window and then he, he grabs a dude with the M60 machine gun and aims it at, at the criminal holding the, the hostage. And then the hostage goes, and tell me this sounds familiar if you saw BBS. Uh, back off, man. I'll kill the kid. Believe me, I'll do it. And Batman goes, I believe you. And then pulls the trigger. Yes, this Batman kills people. I and mean, we have Warple again t- talking about about how he, so the whole idea, and, and this is like I believe a debate that's going on in comic books too. He, Warple's arguing that Batman, that the existence of Batman inspires these these uh, villains like a Two Face or Joker or Mad Hatter, if you will, to come up because. Actually, to quote Vision from Ultra from uh, Civil War, which is actually really preaching to this book, Vision goes, um, uh, "Power um, power requires response, or something like that." He goes, "Like uh, people feel the need to challenge power." So that's pretty much what he's kind of saying there. Then we have more uh, more debate, more debate. Then I love this scene. So (laughs) Batman kidnapped one of the mutants. The mutant goes, okay, I'll tell you what you want, but you gotta let me go, please. No cops, man. I walk. He goes, I don't understand. And then Batman goes, I'm gonna do a Batman voice. You ready? I don't think you... Hang on. I don't think you... I'm trying to read this right. I don't think you understand the the situation. You're not in a position to negotiate. Let me show you. So, Batman was covering the dude's eyes. He removes his hand, and he's hanging the dude off our... Gargoyle. And he's like, and he's like, okay, tell me what I want to know, or I'm gonna drop you. And then this Batman just uh, I don't think he drops him. And then what happens is Carrie Kelly Carrie Kelly shows up, and then we see Batman cradling a general, draped in the American flag. Apparently, this general had killed himself. And then uh then apparent suicide relatives say Briggs was violently depressed, and since the shirts come here to sponsor a retreat that may have saved his wife's life. Okay, there you go. And then and then we get, okay, this is a good moment. this is my favorite this is one of my favorite moments Bat- so Jim Gordon is talking to I believe the outgoing mayor because remember jim Go- actually is that new? yeah enough and, and for commissioner not anymore so let me see the heat so actually the mayor is talking to his cabin they're talking about gordon's retiring and all that stuff then we cut to batman and he's going after the uh the the mutant gang and uh, i'm gonna do the voices all right uh, i'll be uh alfred this part master bruce and then uh Bat- batman goes who else alfred of course uh, it's just that the, uh, the signal is coming from inside the that's right alfred i'm, I'm taking her out and then Batman goes, and, the, and Batman's monologue, I love this monologue, he goes, I hit the engine. She responds like it's yesterday. It is yesterday. So, but I love, so uh, Batman goes, the dump stretches out of sight from, from the far bank of the West River. I'm told it ends somewhere before the farmlands. It smells of rot and rust. It's a breeding ground for insects and rodents. I cut the engine and l- listen to one of the rodents. And then this is the, the uh, m- mutant gang leader trying to rile up his troops. Now, I'm actually good, I'll, I'll do the voice here too. They call us a gang. They call us a mob. They think we're just noisy kids. Only when they die by our hands will and see their w- women, and skip that word, will they know we have the strength? We had the will, and now we have the guns. Gotham City belongs to the mutants. And he's about to... It was so great to, like, bring me the head of Jim Gordon. And then, boom! Because Batman shows up in a tank. This is the Dark Knight Returns Batmobile, right there. The tank. And we saw a little bit of this in Zack Snyder's Justice League. As the camera pans away. And then uh, Batman's sitting on the tank, and I'm like, okay, Zack, you, uh, as if you, we needed any more indication that this is the the uh, art that you're inspired by uh, by a uh, Dark Knight Returns. And then Batman goes, the Batmobile. That's what you called it, Dick. Kind of a name a kid would come up with. The, they don't even wait for the order. Young people these days, no respect for history. Because the talk about is, is that they shoot him. They shoot the tank, but it's like pinging off the hull because I modified her during some nasty riots fifteen years ago. The only thing I know of. Uh, that can cut through her hide isn't from this planet, i.e. Superman. The mutants use hand hand grenades. They use rocket launchers. Something bounces off the hull that must have come from a bazooka. They do each other a lot of damage. So in other words, like a dude's firing an RPG at the Bat Tank. It just bounces off and kills some other people. Then Batman's like wrecking shop. Then the mutant leader challenges Batman. And then uh, Bruce is like, uh, actually, Alfred goes, "Master Bruce, you've shut down the weapons." And then Batman and then Batman goes, "Can't have a back door, Alfred. Might be tempted to use it, sir. You can't be serious, sir. He'll kill you." And then Batman, because Batman has to vanquish the mutant leader, he shows up and fights the mutant leader. And then uh, he, because he's still old and he's not fighting smart, he, well, Batman, honestly gets beaten up by the mutant leader. And it's only the intervention of Kerry Kelly's Robin that he's able to escape. Carrie Kelly um, puts him in the oh boy, puts him in the in the Batmobile, and they drive off. And then we get the first tease of what's to come in the White House. We have uh, at the time this was Ronald Reagan, and he's going and he's basically telling Superman, "Listen, son, uh, I'm not going to do a Ronald Reagan impression. I'm not that good." He basically goes, Listen, I don't want to tell you what to do, but we, ca- we kind of want so. So he goes, it, was, it, was this him talking about Batmobile? Uh, Batman? Sorry, I, I can oh, okay. So Reagan basically wants Superman to go rein in Batman because he's causing a political incident. So, anyway, the Batmobile rides back at the Batcave. Bruce takes off the blue suit and just it uh, goes to heal At The same time the media is having a brain Having their usual Stuff And the, the, the mutants are saying Quite a few expletives And Then uh, we get uh, I'm continuing on this storyline We get crime happening People are recreating Batman being shot or something like that Mutant leaders in prison And he actually uh, I, I thought where was this Oh yeah, the mutant leader uh, so, so the mayor goes in to talk to the mutant leader basically to kind of humanize him and try to negotiate with him and the mutant leader kills the mayor. So that was really stupid. And then we have Batman is suiting up but this time in the BVS suit. So it's the gray and black and it has like the massive bat. It's it's that symbol right there. I love this sweatshirt so much. So then we have the uh, Carrie Kelly infiltrating the uh, Carrie Kelly is officially recruited as Robin, and he he basically tells her, okay, I want you to go uh, infiltrate the mutant pr- the mutants and tell them to come to this location. So Bruce does two things. So so what he's trying to do is he is he has Carrie Kelly divert the mutants into this basically mud hole. And then he he allows the mutant leader to escape. And then the mutant leader get, get, gets tackled by Batman. But what Batman did this time is he makes him fight in a tar pit. And that way, the mutant leader is severely, severely like, I don't want to say inundated. I'm trying to think of the right word here. I'm a political science major. I should know this. But it's like he's impeded. That's the word. He's impeded by by the mud, and they basically have this massive mud fight, and Batman goes, this isn't a mud hole, it's an operating table, and I'm the surgeon. And then he just takes out uh, the mutant leader. And now the mutants become the, the, the uh, I believe it's called the Sons of Batman. So in other words, Batman now leads a game. <laughs> this is so boss. And Batman uses it as a chance to, like, establish security in in, the, in, in Gotham City. And now that ends part two. I believe we're on the last part. Hope you guys are very much enjoying the storyline. I certainly am. So then, okay, th- and the, the, the part I ha- I'm on in a book is exactly the reason why I didn't want to put it on the screen. We have this, uh, we have someone being robbed by some by some people that look like Nazis, but one of them is topless and has swastikas on her you-know-whats I'm not going to put that on there because I certainly don't want to get uh, taken down and then Batman dresses and the whole lady shows up and just tears her apart and then the, the, they're still talking about all the different. Uh, it's interspersed with like Ronald Reagan holding up the American flag while the Russians invade this uh, this island I believe it's called Tremark- Maltese and we have uh, Batman and uh, Robin f- uh, fighting the gang. And then we hear a rumble. Then Superman shows up and basically goes to Bruce, Okay, w- w- we have to talk. And then Batman goes, I'm busy. Y- you've cost me hours. Tomorrow morning, my place. Stay out of my way until then. Superman takes off. And so basically, what this is, is, that, is that this is Superman trying to appeal to Batman, saying, Bruce, come on, calm down. And Batman and Robin go back to work. And then the Joker, uh, so, so we also have these weird doll things that explode. I still don't understand it. Then we have Superman just hanging out, looking like the American dream. And he's talking about, and he's basically saying, hey, listen, man, uh, Okay, you know what, I'm going to read it. You're not a young man anymore, Bruce. Maybe if you'd learn to slow down, find your niche, but times have changed, and you... Well, it's not healthy. You'll burn yourself up. I know, I know, you look better than you have in years, but you're going to make me come right out and say it, aren't you? And Batman's like, nobody can make you do anything you don't want to do, Clark. These aren't the old days, Bruce. The world's got no room for. It's like this, Bruce. Sooner or later, someone's going to order me to bring you in. Somebody with authority. When that happens, when that happens, Clark, may the best man win. And then Superman is brought in by the by the government to go take out some Soviets. Because Superman in this universe is a tool of the government. And then, uh, so now, the Joker is going to be on TV. Because somehow he's convinced Warpole that, hey, I'm good. I, I, I'm cured. 100% cured. And it plays out kind of like the Joker scene. Uh, the scene Joker goes on TV. At the same time, Joker... Has his, has his inmates, his gang members, which are two really weird-looking dolls, fly out into the um, into the area and drop Joker toxin everywhere. At the same time, Batman is fighting the cops because the new police commissioner, Yindel, makes it her mission to take out Batman. I believe she was voiced by Shaira Hall in, uh, in the animated show. Batman deploys smoke bombs and tactically subdues the cops. He doesn't kill them. And then, Joker comes out, and Batman um, is still f- fighting cops. And then Joker actually ends up killing people. And then uh, the uh, Robin comes in the back copter and helps Batman escape, while Superman is, f- is fighting Soviet tanks. At the same time, it's a, so b- basically the Joker escaped. It, it, it killed people and escaped. That's the whole story. At the same time, also. You have uh, Batman is doing recon on this, uh, on this individual that committed suicide because a prostitute told him to. And then again, Superman's fighting the Soviets. Batman goes to the pimp and it's actually Selena Kyle dressed as Wonder Woman. And then she goes, Bruce, he's worse than ever. Basically the Joker. And then, uh, the the cops show up because they know he's going there, and then he, and then Batman and the and Robin escape in a bat like glider, I guess that's what's called. They escape, and then uh, and then this is interspersed with again Superman taking out the the Soviet army. He's actually going. We almost threw a party when you retired, but then the PBI what was in it and things were getting out of hand. Oh, 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 the parents group. And and that's and there was that trouble with Oliver. You remember why you retired, Bruce? No, just look at you. You'd do it again, and like a murderer, you'd cover it up again. N- nothing matters to you except your holy war. You were they were considering their options, and you were probably still laughing when they came to terms. They gave them my obedience and my invisibility. They gave me a license and let us live. No, I don't like it, but I get to save lives and the media stays quiet. But now the storm is growing again. They'll hunt us down again because of you. Then we have at the carnival, the Joker is m- m- messing with some kids. Batman shows up, engages the Joker in hand-to-hand combat while Robin takes out the Joker's gangs. He throws a batarang, which gets in- embedded in Joker's eye. They have a pursuit through the Hall of Mirrors and Batman just hauls after him. Then Batman goes into this cave where, okay, this is really crazy, where they're fighting, jo- Joker, stabbing Batman and then Batman actually snaps the Joker's neck. So, and now what's interesting is the Joker's like, you still couldn't kill me, could you? Because it didn't kill him. So what the Joker does, he's like, don't worry, you didn't have the nerve, but I do. And he snaps his own neck, but he doesn't like bang it against a rock or something like that. He actually twists his neck somehow and it snaps and then he kills himself. Actually, one more book, we're on book four. This is the one. So the Joker's dead and the body self-immolates because Batman set a trap. Then he escapes in the back copter with Robin he's very injured so in the so in the back cave robin and alfred are trying to help uh help Bruce heal superman is again being used as a as a tool of the state and he t- he uh, superman proceeds to take out a nuke which blows up and the thing is that it emp's like entire eastern seaboard which eventually means that guess what the criminals are getting out like planes are crashing, there's chaos in the streets. And then uh, Batman shows up and goes, Listen, we have to. Le-. He takes his gang and he goes, We're not, first off, we're not using guns. Second off, we're here to inst- restore order, not create more chaos. Drinking again. Then we get this dope image of Batman and his gang riding on horses. It's so cool. And then Dell has an opportunity to take out Batman, and she doesn't because she realizes he's too big and he's too accepting. He's too accepted by the people that she'll get crucified. The thing is that she actually had a conversation with with uh, Gordon previously that I glossed over where Gordon, she basically asked Gordon, how could you work with Batman? And you're a cop. And he goes, listen, World War II, uh, he he tells a story about w- w- World War II uh, and about how like FDR knew uh, had information that Pearl Harbor was going to happen, but he let it happen probably because it was like necessary, or something like that. And at the same time, we see Superman is super emaciated because of the nuclear winter. Then what he does is he absorbs this solar radiation from plants and is able to recover. Then. We have the media talking about all... Uh, actually, we have random people on the street being interviewed and talking about the chaos in the streets. Then we have the image of Batman <laughs> riding a freaking horse. I'm holding up to the camera now for all you audio l- 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 um, listeners. And then we have Superman finally being brought in by the government saying, you got to take Batman down. At the same time, Batman is get, gets a visit from one Oliver Queen and they talk about what Superman did. Because so it turned out Superman tore off Oliver's arm because he wouldn't retire. Which, it's really like, wow. And then Superman, basically, heat visions um, a sign where. And then ba- Batman looks up and goes, crime alley. Then Batman puts on the Dark Knight return suit and goes to fight Batman. And they have a brawl. And Batman basically not impressed Superman. And basically what he go, what he says, this is a fantastic thing. So what he does is first, he fights Clark. And then when it looks like he's going to lose, he has Oliver shoot a, a kryptonite arrow that basically explodes in kryptonite gas, just like in the movie, Batman versus Superman. And Batman goes, I want you to remember, Clark, in all the years to come, in your most private moments, I want you to remember my hand at your throat. I want you to remember the one man who beat you. And then his heart g- gives out. And at the same time, Wayne Manor explodes. This was a way of Batman sort of be- uh, burying himself and becoming more covert. Then also Alfred dies as well. Then At the funeral, Batman, uh, th- it's revealed that Bruce Wayne was Batman and Superman's feeling very like, sad that batman got killed because of his friend and then even even catwoman blames him and then um and then we find and the superman was walking away first he sees a woman fully covered and it's carrie kelly and then all of a sudden superman hears the heartbeat and then he just goes because he's like okay bruce is fine and then we get oliver queen and the and the and the Batman, I guess, at the, uh, underneath, like, in the Gotham, um, Gotham Tunnel. Sorry, I don't know why I was having trouble speaking. And then this is basically Batman starting an underground war. That's Dark Knight Returns. Hope you guys enjoyed that storyline. It's very much a prescient comedy, uh, comedy, commentary, um, on the on modern society and that the media it, it dictates our perception of things. That's why the this, this superheroes retired because the media turned the public opinion against them. You also have liberalism versus conservatism in the face of Superman versus Batman. It was really like, really nuts. How, how much you got away with in this book. And really it's interesting is that if this book had not come out, you wouldn't have like, um, the version of Batman with, like, Michael Keaton that everyone loved, the dark and gritty Batman. Batman would still be a joke. In fact, most comic books would be a joke, because this was coming at a time, this like, exploded the whole dark and gritty superhero comic market. This is where we have, like, after this comes, like, the death of Superman, and, and thank God, not the rape of Wonder Woman. Jeez. Can't believe uh, DC actually thought of that. But anyway, this is where we get like, first off, this is majorly the inspiration for Batman versus Superman, that we have that media fight to this time is directed against Superman and not Batman. And then we have that ideological clash of Batman versus Superman. And then at the end of this one, actually, at the end of the movie, we get more of a team up between Batman and Superman. We get a lot of the of the lines from Batman versus Superman of Dark Knight Returns, like where Bruce goes, we're criminals we've always been criminals so batman even admits that he's breaking the law by being batman and let's see what else is really noteworthy about this book is that actually it sets up an entire alternate reality because uh, all of the dc books written by frank miller are in their own continuity including batman spawn so we ha- right now what i have is dark knight returns uh, I have batman year 1 all-star batman and robin the boy wonder Um, Dark Knight Returns, The Last Crusade, Dark Knight Strikes Again, Dark Knight uh, Master Race, and Dark Knight Returns, The Golden Child. It's majorly about Superman and Wonder Woman's kid. Oh yeah, in this universe, Superman and Wonder Woman are a couple, so yeah. But beyond that, it's like one of the most quintessential comic books ever. And if I wanted to give someone a comic book to understand the character of Batman, it would be this one right here. Because this gets on to, to really... A lot of the core of who Batman is, and that he will like. In that he is like, I'm, I'm tr- trying to figure out the right way to say this. In that he. In um, that he. He will fight whoever he needs to get the job done. He will fight even Superman. He will destroy Superman because he prepped more. Let's not forget about that. He, he even has a rematch in Dark Knight uh, Strikes Again, and he still wins. He beats Superman with Kryptonite gloves. So there you go. And it really gets on to the fact of uh, fact Batman's motivations, because ultimately, even in the dream, he's re- reflexive about I mean, he in the beginning of the book, he walks down when he's almost jumped by those criminals, by those mutant gang members. He is relatively in the same location that his parents were killed. Then he has that nightmare. Then he sees the bat come in. So really, this was bat, This was an or, both an origin and not an origin for Batman and showing why Batman became Batman. In other words, so it's to protect people and make sure that what happened to him is not going to happen to anyone else. And it shows like, actually, he, he gets pushback from the media and the administration, but he still keeps to his morals. And that's kind of what I think uh, Zack Snyder was trying to do. And, and I hope we get to see more of this. And we saw, and, and this was mostly the B, and by the way, this also inspired like many other books, like, for one thing, Dark Knight Rises, I already mentioned that because it's retired. He comes out of retirement because Gotham needs him. You also have various scenes from from, uh, Batman Begins. um, What other books, um, movies? Dark Knight. Yeah, basically the, the Nolan trilogy. Then you also have the animated movie that's pretty much this. And it's very faithful. Very much a faithful adaptation. They have a different individual voice, Batman, which I understand they wanted to give him like an older voice. So I guess that makes sense and it was a very good uh movie because what they do is i can't believe i wasn't using this microphone what they do what happens is it gives uh bruce it, it, it basically allows him to it basically communicates to the listener that bruce is older anyway That's why I like The Dark Knight Returns. I hope you like it, too. Apologies on the sound, if if, if the sound is a little iffy. But uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and I will see you next week for some more on Comics League videos. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this video. All right, see you guys later. Stay heroic. Bye-bye.